Welcome to Get Action. I'm Al Knable. I'm Nick Vaughn. And we are gathered here together together today to get through this thing called <laughs> like. called Get Action. <laughs> yeah. Right? So it's been a long time since we have gotten together. and uh, In this we, capacity, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I meant the, the listeners ah, together, right. the greater, <clears throat> you know, uh, ether. Uh, I guess we looked at the calendar the other day and realized that uh, it had been a long time when people could rightly wonder what the hell had happened <laughs> to us and to the podcast and whether or not we were going to be continuing with this. And we might have mentioned going on hiatus at the end of season two, um, but uh, it's not like you and I have not been getting action in the figurative <laughs> sense of the radio. The other's too personal to talk about. <laughs> Nobody needs to know no. about that. And, and we want listenership to go up rather than down, right? right? So we won't we won't go there. But um, you've been very busy. Yes, I've been pretty busy as well. And so we thought it would be good to sit down and kind of interview one another for ten or twenty minutes and let our listeners know what we've been up to and what uh, our future plans for the podcast uh, and life are. So, yeah, what have you been doing? Well, so, or, or what's up? What's yeah, up? What's going on with you, you today? Yeah. Well, I think before I get into that, I just wanted to say, you know, kind of number one, kind of when we started the podcast, it was, you know, meant to be an outlet for us to be getting action, like our podcast name says. And um, and then when you know some other stuff came up and we were out in the community, you know, getting action in other ways. And so I think it it kind of made sense for at that time to kind of take a little bit of a break from the podcast. Right, right. I think um, to put when it put together, we were still pretty much in the heart of the, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so it was really difficult to communicate with people. And uh, I get it. This was one-way communication for the most part, other than you and me and our guests and uh, uh, our sponsorship list. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, for which we're very, very grateful. Um, but I think to the degree that, that we wanted to have some sort of message and remind people that they could leave the house and they could get involved and they didn't have to just complain about things and not t- take up arms against that, uh, I think we had some success. So, yes, yeah. Um, and, and again, as the world has opened back up, there has just been a, a lot going on. Uh, I think it's interesting. When we started, we had some folks who... Uh, thought that this would be a totally politically oriented uh, podcast. And, right. And certainly, you know, <clears throat> two guys just sitting around talking about this over a beer or whatever it was or an iced tea, you know, to have had a U.S. a sitting U.S. senator here, a sitting United States congressman here, the lieutenant governor was here. Um, yeah, to that degree, it was political. And I think we had some local uh, people as well. But I think when you add it up, the politically oriented um, episodes were probably less than twenty percent of what mm-hmm. we did, right? Yeah, I, I would. I think that's about right. And I'm sure we had political conversations with our non-political guests, but still, the I would, you know, the vast majority of this, yeah, this, I mean, you know, show was dedicated to not overtly political. Right. I think it was it was eclecticism. And yes. It's, uh, I mean, we had. People juggling in here, yeah, right? Yeah, we, we did. We had, we had jugglers and we yoga. Had, we had yoga instructors, and we had um, oh, uh, uh, Christopher Two X didn't like to be called a political activist. He was very adamant that he's not a political activist, mm-hmm. but he, a you community know, activist, a community uh, defender, if yeah. you will, or champion of some people who really, really need some help. 
So it was funny that in light of that, that we had some people saying that we were political hacks. Right. And I get it. We're hacks. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, but, but, but hey, we're, we're uh, diversified <laughs> hacks, right? Right. And so I think we even spawned a couple of competing shows, which, which is fun and ingratiating in some way. Yeah. Um, Flattering to me. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think so. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, while we're on that vein, before we move on, so, so and I don't want to uh, alienate anybody by not mentioning them, but but who were your favorite guests or favorite episodes? If somebody's listening to us today for the first time right. and wants to get a taste of what we did or what we we're capable of, to which episode might you direct them? Well, I still, you know, when I get asked that question, I still go back to the to Jay Cardosi's episode. Yeah, uh, I thought that was a lot of fun. Just yeah. a great guy. It was awesome meeting him in person. Yeah, I think and both of his episodes were good, but the. the uh, surprising nature of his enthusiasm on the first time that he joined us mm -hmm. was was pretty fun to capture that and hearing about you know how he got into that <laughs> right that right. line of work and yeah. you know started at a young age which kind of surprised me um, right so, so. yeah so it's funny that some of the most passionate people that you'll ever meet kind of knew what they wanted to do from the time that they were very very young and then you have other people at 55, like me, that, hey, I love what I do, but I'm still trying to kind of figure out exactly which pathway I want to go down right. when I grow up, you know, so to speak. <laughs> so, <laughs> And I also, I really enjoyed our, our conversations with the, the circus folks and the, the yoga folks. Those were two of my favorite right. episodes because it wasn't just sitting and talking. We also got up and moved around and and did some... Well, you did. I think well, I yeah. manned the camera right. on that while live action Nick got to do uh, yoga. Um, I think, I think one of the times where you and I just got kind of out of the way of a guest and let them kind of, uh, uh, tell their story was with the, uh, 911, uh, right. you know, uh, reminiscing with, uh, Mr. Griggs. Um, uh, and I still think, uh, it's a very, very powerful emotional story for just one person who lived through, you know, that tragedy. And basically his 24 hours uh, journey uh, with regards to that at the time and the fact that here we are so far removed from it and he's still tearing up from it and mm -hmm. uh, and dealing with that quite a bit, you know, to this day, as a lot of people are. Right. Uh, but but he was there, you know, at ground zero. Um, I think Christopher 2X, who we mentioned, you know, I think that that was a very, very enlightening conversation. Uh, the thing that I, I recall as we sit here today is that when we asked him uh, what was at the root of so much violence and the fact that we hear it's drug-related, gang-related, is that it's really social media-related mm -hmm. and that these conflicts start and somebody calls somebody's mother uh, something or another and then somebody on Facebook says, are you going to let him get away with that? He's down at such and such and you can take care of it tonight. And I think he had said that it was a pretty convincing majority of those episodes now <clears throat> trace some of their origins back, or at least a catalyst for the violence was social media. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, I think that's right. And it's, you know, since we're in such a, a social network driven world at this moment in time, it, it's not surprising that that's the case. No, no. Um, and, uh, you know, as the world has opened up, unfortunately, these tragedies seem to be blossoming anew mm -hmm. with that. Um, so, 
Another he, fun time though with two episodes with Mike Colwell. Great, right. uh, you know, great to have him in. Yeah, uh, retired New Albany police <clears throat> officer, paranormal investigator, uh, all around entertaining ra- raconteur uh, Mike Colwell. And uh, if you listen to those episodes, we still haven't gone and taken that that tour back there to the one of the haunted uh, uh, locations. And there's enough grass on the the and foliage on the bushes now we might be hidden because we'll be actually trespassing the entire way uh, <laughs> on personal property so but but this may be a better time to do it than even the dead of winter would have been when we would have been kind of exposed on that um i don't know um we'll, we'll come back later and talk about about the future of the show and some of the guests that we still stalk and pursue but law enforcement we're not really stalking them, but, but people who are on our wish list it would be a kinder way to say it i mean uh yeah, by stalking if you can like define it by sending, a, by sending one letter to them <laughs> yeah. uh then that's that's basically what we've, we've done with some people but uh, we've not camped out anywhere so all right so one of the reasons why we had to go on hiatus uh was because again we said life was getting to be busier and busier, um, you were married uh, <laughs> and still are. You were married last June, right? <laughs> right, and yeah, so, so we're coming, coming up, up on a year. Coming up on a one-year anniversary, yeah. and, you know, I guess I'm going to owe somebody a dollar. I didn't think that was going <laughs> to make it, but uh, no, actually, uh, you guys are uh, perfectly suited for one another, so I, I suspect you'll be along 50 years from now still with one another. But that kind of had just happened. And then uh, you were in the thick of applying for law schools yep. and other things, but we'll get into that. So where, where are we with your law school? So currently, uh, I've, I've been accepted. I've paid two seat deposits to go to Southern Illinois and uh, Carbondale, Illinois. And I also... So those are two separate places. You're not getting two seats at one place. Right, yeah. It's, so you, you have kind to of pay, spread you out have to your pay elbows. For, and, yeah, 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 you have to pay for one seat twice, mm. uh, essentially. So and I'm you know lucky enough to have a, a partial scholarship there, uh, which is great. Still on the wait list at IU McKinney, which is kind of my preferred school to go to. So so if anyone's listening from up there, get me off the wait list, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's get him off the wait list. <laughs> um, and then that, that's kind of where things are with the law school. Okay. Um, I plan on going to law school this August. Yeah. So there's a good chance that if you're physically in another location, it's going to become a little bit more difficult for us to do a podcast with the regularity that we've done it before. And right. I know people say, hey, can I, well, there's technology and you can do that. Yes, there is. But I, we'd found uh, the one time that we had tried to do a longer distance one through no fault of the guest, it just didn't seem to have the same chemistry or whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, ebb and flow of conversation as when we were live. And I think a lot of people probably found that out with Zoom meetings. I just did a Zoom lecture yesterday to the medical school, and it's just different because you can't read the room and you can't see who's engaged in that conversation. You can't see who would not rather not answer a question. And a lot of those those visual cues where you get from a guest where, or from you, I can tell by, by looking at your face, hey, ask her about this right uh or you know lean into that a little bit more and you just can't do that i don't think so um we talked about possibly traveling some and certainly if you're up at iu or or over in illinois we might be able to find where illinois is i think you said illinois (laughs) then we can probably find some interesting folks in those locales and maybe do some of those yeah um there but but as far as being able to get in here um 
every week and sometimes twice a week and doing that I, I think that's going to be difficult until you graduate from 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 law school so so you got that you were married you had law school you opened up a, a new business venture Vaughn consulting yep as these campaigns heated up yep and by the way, this is another aside. We didn't want to become a political show because yeah, well, we, you and I both know like 30 people running for office. Exactly. We were so deeply involved, it was going to be just right. impossible, I think, to be unbiased. Right. It was going to be hard to be unbiased, and it was going to be, frankly, hard to be entertaining mm-hmm. um, because not everyone can give as good an interview as as the next person. And maybe they're stronger in other suits, but... Um, and we, we didn't want it to be a revolving door of people right, running for office. I mean, right. that just wasn't what we set out to do when we started it. And right. And we didn't, we won't say any names, but we recorded one of those types right. of things. And, and we it just, just decided not to air it because it sounded too much like a, a, a half hour commercial. Right. And it, there was nothing <clears throat> organic about it. So we, we kind of moved away from that. So. We had the campaign season, which for the Republican primary in Floyd County, there were a lot of contested races, and that's why that campaigning seemed, it, it literally started October, November mm-hmm. of last year. Yep. Yeah. And we've got the general campaign and, and election coming up in November of this year, but it had to start at that time because of this competitive nature of it, the uh, <clears throat> the structure of some of the districts and some of the state senate races evolved, and those had... Uh, carryover or pass down effects, uh, even affecting me. Uh, but but it, yeah. was, it was kind of an evolving situation. But um, I, I mean, I'll give you a plug. I mean, I don't even know if you're going to stay in that, but you can talk a little bit about Vaughn Consulting, and I can tell you why people should utilize it if uh, they're lucky enough to, to meet <laughs> the selection criteria uh, and and some of the services you can offer. But any insights? Please tell people what you do with Vaughn Consulting, and then from there. Uh, about uh, any of the races or any of the takeaways from any of the races that we just had earlier this month. Right. Yeah. So, so Vaughn Consulting is is a um, not just political consulting, but just kind of a general marketing consulting um, business that that I do, and I have a couple friends who help me out on that, who also have a passion for for politics and, and marketing. Um, it has been primarily political marketing um, that we've done. Uh, and this kind of, you know, loosely began all the way back in 2015 when I first kind of got involved, or uh, really 2014 when I first got involved in politics just generally. And uh, and then, you know, with all these competitive races in the Republican primary here in Floyd County and even, you know, Harrison and uh, Washington and Clark counties, um, it just kind of, it was the perfect timing for it all to kind of come together in a more formal uh, business setting. So essentially what we do is 21st century marketing techniques uh, to try to cut through the noise. Um, and we also do you know, some more traditional stuff. So some of the more non-traditional things that are kind of newer that we start doing, not to give away all the trade secrets, but uh, you know, digital focused mm-hmm. uh, on the one hand and then more traditional uh, you know, like mailers and signs on the other. Okay. Um, and so we actually had uh, seven candidates in the, uh, in the Republican primary this okay. May. And, and six of them won. Yeah, six of them won. Yeah. Right. And in addition to the consulting role, you were one of or the primary campaign manager for... Oh, for, for Kevin Bain line yeah, for state for Senate. state Senate. Yes. And um, that was an interesting race. And again, um, you've helped me out with campaigns, but that was kind of like one of our 
previous <laughs> ones on steroids with regards to yeah. the uh, amount of uh, capital that you had that you could lay out. Uh, probably had a little bit more manpower, or at least we always had a lot of manpower, but we always just kind of, eh, let's just do it on our own. Right. Which is still what I like to do. You know, I, I think in our race, out of the 3,000 homes canvassed, I think I, I was directly involved in like 2,600 or something of them, just because sometimes it's like you just like to be out there on your own and your, your uh, uh, journey, so to speak. But on something that's encompassing, was that three Three counties, counties essentially, yeah, yeah. It becomes more difficult to do that. So the organizational step up on that um, tell me about that I mean, yeah I mean you know you're kind of taking things up to the nth degree right I mean um, you know I started that in October of last year uh, with Kevin right right when he decided that he was going to stay in the race and you know he <laughs> you know the district changed and he he literally faced four opponents mm -hmm. you know in that campaign so um, I joined whenever he decided he was going to run against uh, Aaron Houchin who was district he you know, District 46, you know, which was all of Floyd and part of Clark, which is what Ron Grooms represented, that got moved up to, to Indianapolis. And then we, you know, became District 47, most of Floyd County and uh, all of Harrison and Washington counties. So, um, you know, we decided early on that we, you know, we were going to run a congressional style campaign, mm -hmm. which, you know, we, uh, you know, not me, you know, I'm not going to take any credit for the amount of money that was raised. Uh, you know, Kevin and, and his team did a great job, mm -hmm. had, you know, had the resources necessary to, to run an effective campaign. And, uh, you know, we hit the airwaves on TV, which is something that that was the first time that I had ever been a part of. Right. Uh, so that was cool to get that experience. And um, we, you know. But they didn't utilize they, you on screen, right? No, they did not utilize me on screen. And I think in and hindsight, they probably wish they had. They, right? Yeah, they, they at least a they, cameo, like an <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock kind of <laughs> sitting I, in the background. I, I I told Kevin that I you know if if you need me, uh, I'm more than happy to to be in a commercial. Yeah. But you might lose more I votes than game. I thought you were in the second one. I thought you were the guy throwing the cigarette butt on the ground and putting it out <laughs> with your foot. So that wasn't you. No, that wasn't okay. me. That All wasn't right. me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think that there's there's been kind of a a narrative floating around out there that you know we didn't do a lot of door knocking or or this or that uh, or maybe I was the only one out there door knocking but that you know that's just not the case. No, every we, time I saw you out there, he was with you because yeah. we did some neighborhoods together as well, and just kind of as crazy and unpredictable as that whole thing became since last October when all this started to kind of evolve is the Aaron Houchin, whose name you mentioned, left that race to join the United <laughs> States congressional race Right after uh, current 9th District Congressional Representative Trey Hollingsworth said, no, three terms is enough, and yeah. I'm not going to be running again. And so Aaron got in there against eight guys right. and just kind of, my opinion, out, outworked them all. Yeah, definitely. Uh, out, 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 outsmarted. Out, outsmarted. Out, yeah. I, I don't think she outspent everybody. No, she did not outspent everybody. But, but uh, yeah. yeah, she's, and, and definitely she's someone who I'm sure would be willing to, to join us for a future podcast. Uh, uh, so, you know, when you were introducing uh, Trey just a second ago, um, you know, and he's corrected me a couple times, it's not. You know, Congressman is not first. It's um, Get Action Podcast guest yeah, yeah, that, yes. Trey Hollingsworth. Oh, he, he, yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> that's probably yeah, yeah. That's 
probably what they'll want to go down as. Maybe yeah. you move that to the top of the resume. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, as so many people do. Um, <laughs> Rightfully so. <laughs> yeah, it's at the top of my CV at this point. Um, but uh, any... So, so you are very effective at helping people organize things. So if anybody you know is trying to organize... And I wasn't joking when I said this. There's a selection process because you don't like to work with people who don't work. Right? Yeah, you you, you have to. Yeah, and that's that's part of the thing too. You know, I mean, um, yeah. If you're not willing to put in the work, um, why would I be willing to put in the work? Right. You know, it's not a. I, I'm not the candidate. You are. Right. Uh, and you you know you understand this. You and I yeah. we work together on all your campaigns, and so if you're not willing to put in the work, then then, then why would I? Right. Well, we've both been around long enough to know that there are a lot of people who like to put the name in there, and I, I don't mm -hmm. understand the mentality, and then they don't do anything. Right. And and, and sometimes they, they, they burn out after yeah. like a week or two. It's like, hey, this is actually kind of hard work. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. And if you do it right, it is, but it's rewarding, and, you know, uh, and frankly, it's quite a bit of fun. Yeah. You know. Um, so... That's what you do, and uh, as part of what you do, and so any insight from or lessons learned from this past campaign? Um, you know, I think that obviously we learned that um, you know a large part of of what um, I have learned to do as far as campaigning works, and it's very effective. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there were some other. Um, exterior, you know, um, factors that, that went into play on Kevin's loss mm -hmm. um, that didn't occur in the other six races that I had. Right. Um, and all the other six were pretty big wins, so. Right, right. The uh, Was that the only race that you helped out with that exceeded the boundaries of Floyd County? Yes. Everything else was in yeah. Floyd County? Yes. Yeah. Well... And, but if you're listening and you're considering running for office or if you're on the ballot in November, uh, and obviously if you're a Republican, uh, feel free to reach out to me. I'm and happy would, to sit down and talk to you. Would you ever work with uh, a Democrat or a Libertarian? Uh, you know, I never is a long time. I wouldn't say never. but I mean, if they were centrist uh, in their views and had a lot of crossover appeal. or And that's really what, what it comes down to, right, is if you share the values. Um, right. I'm not a big fan of... Because I know there's some Republicans that have reached out to you and you kind of took a pass. And it yeah. might just be because you were too busy at the time. A lot of it true. was too busy, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of it was too busy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it is on a case-by-case -case basis. So I guess, you know, I shouldn't say if you're if you're not a Republican, don't reach out. If you, whatever you are, you can reach out and we can have a, a frank conversation about where you're at and where I'm at. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, Along the way, you were honored with uh, was it the News and Tribune, uh, the oh the Southern Indiana Business Magazine, okay, uh, top twenty under forty. Okay, so top twenty uh, individuals under forty years of age. Yes. Now, can you repeat when on that? Because you're you're kind of <laughs> way under forty, right? Right. What are you now? Twenty. I'm twenty four. Twenty four. Right. Yeah. Okay. So con conceivably, you could you could have 16 more wins on it. Yeah, we'll see. I'll, yeah. I'll keep putting in every... No. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, that was, it was a really cool, unexpected. Still don't know who nominated me, so mm -hmm. thank you to whoever nominated me. Probably um, one of our listeners. Maybe so. Yeah. so thank you, listener, if, if that was you. Yeah. Well, so beyond law school 
and ongoing with uh, Vaughn Consulting, anything on your time horizon at this point in time? Well, I'm, you know, still kind of my my day-to-day job working with the prosecutor's office here in Floyd County with Chris Lane uh, as a, I'm now the lead paralegal uh, in the office, and uh, we've we've been in trial the last two weeks, and we'll probably be in trial the next two weeks. Um, so that's still that's still happening. That's kind of my my uh, my day job. Right. And it's a lot of fun, and that's uh, that's why I'm going to law school. You uh, think you might want to be a prosecutor at some point in time, or yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I, I'm I don't I don't see myself being a family attorney. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I couldn't really see myself being a criminal defense attorney right now. Um, so yeah, I it's kind of loosely my plan is to hopefully be able to come back and and be a deputy prosecutor either here or you know one of the neighboring counties next door. Right. All right. Well. The, uh, I said, I got kind of got busy as well. Yeah, what uh, have you been up to? Uh, well, in October, I mean, we started that, that campaign for the commissioner's seat back <laughs> earlier than that, <laughs> right. right? As far as you had to have a lot of, of organization and things on the ground, but uh, in October, it really kind of started heating up. You go through the entire um, calendar with regards to, um, charitable events and functional events and uh, you try to hit as many of those as you can physically like you said you're the candidate you have to be there you have to show up Um, didn't really do any door-to-door until really February you know Mm -hmm. and then that was kind of you know the weather was pretty pretty heinous it was it was was either snowing or it was extremely windy yeah but I was out there and getting hit with ice pellets a time or two as well and so, um, you know, I think I think we had a a very effective kind of ground game, and uh, military term, you know, we we had a very effective uh, air force kind of uh, you know thirty thousand feet campaign too. Mm-hmm. You were you were part of that with with the help with a lot of our digital things, but uh, you know, uh, we raised a, a de- enough money. Uh, which first you've got to do that. That's just part of the the, the political uh, reality ship and yeah. reality. Yeah, better word reality. And then you've got to budget accordingly. So we had, uh, I think, very effective. But at the end of the day, you've got to go out and you've got to knock on doors and you have to meet people. And even more so than that, uh, once you're in office, uh, which have, you know I've been on the council and that maintain those duties as well. You've got to continue to answer those phones. You have to continue to engage those folks when you need when they need you you know uh in their neighborhoods sometimes in your literally in your work boots so that right. you can see their drainage issues and what floated down their creek which is uh <laughs> always fun medical waste and that kind of thing i mean it's it's crazy so so we i've been balancing the normal clinic load you know here at the dermatology clinic associates of dermatology and um that's we've been busier than ever with that. I've had a couple people out on leave of absence for good reasons, like uh, maternity leave and things like that, but covering their patient load. Um, and then uh, we won. We I was one of the the six races that that we had a, a nice substantial win for. Yep. Um, and it's great because you can throttle back for like a week, and then it's like, oh, I got to <laughs> get up and running for the general election in November uh, because uh, regardless of of how the numbers look. 
favorable or not. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have to go out there and pin your opponent to the mat as quickly as you can. And so I'm going to work harder the next few months than I did the previous few months just because, you know, um, we really want to show people that uh, once in office, we will, what we're capable of work-wise and that type of thing. Yeah. But at the same time, the council <laughs> work <laughs> continues and it's, it's, you know, being in the second term on that, that's, you've got kind of a rhythm and a flow with that. But immediately after that, you've got municipal elections next year. And the fact of the matter is, is, you know, you and I are both involved with trying to come up with some sort of strategy for that mm-hmm. so that um, the people that we think would be most effective in those roles have an opportunity to be heard and get engaged and win in November of 2024, 23. 23, right. Yeah. So... Uh, that's been going on and I've got a uh, personal life, uh, as well. Uh, <laughs> do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, you know, uh, we have a daughter in Boston. We have, uh, our oldest son graduated from Kelly school of business. That was another thing that got in, in the way where all these graduations and wonderful mm-hmm. milestones going on. But, uh, um, you know, so he'll be, uh, uh, living in Manhattan next year uh, with a job on Wall Street, which would be great because my wife and I can visit Boston and New York. There's two wonderful places to visit and eat. And then we've got one already at Purdue, and then uh, our youngest graduates from New Albany High School here in week, week and a half, and then he'll be going to Purdue next week. Right. Or next year next week. also. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody from Purdue is listening, like Mitch Daniels, who we'll get back to you here in a minute, uh, yeah, somebody should throw us a bone. Yes. Right? <laughs> so we're busy with work. We're busy with family. We're busy with campaigning. And then um, just when I was thought I was out, they pulled me back in, and I'm going to be uh, dancing uh, with the local celebrities <laughs> for for Hospice. You know, I didn't get invited to that. So uh, to dance or to uh, to dance? Yeah. No, I I've mean, been invited to donate. Yeah, you've been invited. <laughs> yeah, this is I'm I'm inviting you to donate and come out and watch. You know, that's. You know, having done that before, and I, I can't dance, okay? Yeah, you know, me either. Yeah, no, and so it's not like one of those things where, like, some of the people are really, really talented. And so I, I think this is, they said the last time they're, do, they're doing this, so they're billing this as the All-Stars. Oh, okay. But it's really just, I'm an All-Star at the time when it come, came to uh, raising money gotcha. for Hospice. Because, you know, when my mother died, Hospice volunteers were very, very involved in that process. And so it's just a fantastic organization, and, um, um, you know, it's very deserving of, of your consideration for your charitable dollars. And so, but, but it, it's, it is a challenge for the participant part on it, because, again, I really can't dance. And so to, to be able to pull it off for one night that you can for, like, four minutes, uh, it's a lot of rehearsal. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm not a spring chicken anymore. I mean, I'll soon be 56. So you actually, it, it's you, you end up getting some aches and pains in areas that you really haven't had aches and pains for, like when you played football or wrestled or played soccer. But, but it's just kind of weird. And then uh, it culminates in having to get out and perform in front of about 700 people in various stages of sobriety. <laughs> and uh, it's a good-natured crowd, but it's still 700 people. And really, right. one, one of the, the things that, that got me to sign up the first time and to agree this time is it does kind of press your comfort level. And uh, I'm pretty comfortable speaking in front of large groups, but 
the dancing is kind of another thing. So right. it really <laughs> does kind of get your heart rate up while you're out there doing it. Have you decided who, who's your partner, your dancing partner? Well, so they, they pair you with uh, a professional. Okay. Uh, now, this time around, <laughs> they're actually doing four solo people like me who are paired with a professional and then four couples. Okay. Uh, and, and they asked my <laughs> wife, and, and she absolutely said no and then moved on to the next uh, you're not listening, Jessica. I know that's our, our ongoing joke that she listens to every podcast after this <laughs> right. one, so we can really say what we want. But but she said uh, no and didn't skip a beat and then just moved on to the next conversation as, as if just swatting a fly, right. uh, a gnat on the beach and moving on to the next thing. But uh, a lot of that goes back to some minimal PTSD that she might have from I dropped her at our, at our wedding uh, while we were dancing, oh, no. yeah, somebody had had bought us dance lessons, and we went into a dip. And um, uh, she blames it on me. I blame it on uh, her, and I don't know. The, the video didn't come out, so we really don't know who dropped who. But it, it's one of those things that just becomes part of the family legend. That's funny. So it's anyway. kind of like our. I think that you might have have left the reception at this point because it was Your getting yeah our reception. Yeah. Hannah and I uh, at. Uh, it, it kind of devolved there quickly mm-hmm. afterwards, yeah. um, and uh, Hannah and I actually got into a dance battle. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah so I did see the video. But, of yeah, that. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Normally, so nothing like that. No. Yeah, it's a good rule for me to to be out of receptions before they do the duck dance. Yeah, you know, before, <laughs> before that comes on, you want to actually be free of the parking lot at that point in time. But <laughs> to your question, uh, they told me that they would pair me with the same person as before, whose name is Victoria <laughs> Zook. And basically, my goal would be to just stand up there and kind of clap as she dances circles around me. And uh, I kind of spaced out for two or three seconds the, the first time. And she just kind of is one of those slow motion things. And in my mind, she was like, snap out of it. But when you look at the video, you really can't really pick up on the fact that I just froze like a deer in the headlights for like three seconds. Right. And uh, well, it's like speaking in that way. Nobody knows if, you know, you mess up. No, right. no, and it wasn't like uh, a star is born. I didn't stand out there and urinate in my pants or anything <laughs> like that. So, so, so there was no evidence that uh, that that happened, right? So until anyway, now. that's yeah, until now, yeah. So that's what I've been up to, and uh, you know, it's it's good. Um, so I, I don't know if this was. I mean, it was kind of semi, you know, fleshed out a little bit in local media, um, and you know answer this to however the extent you want to, but what kind of made you decide to, to run for commissioner? Oh, well, you know, I've loved politics forever. Right. And, and you know, it sounds corny to, to say because it may not sound believable, but I've loved service forever, you know. So I, 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 you're talking to the guy who was always in the student council. I was class president, and from there I stayed involved in things at Purdue, and then joined the Air Force, and then got involved with some other people's campaigns locally and then statewide and then, you know, uh, at the federal level. And then um, thought, well, you know what, I've been doing all this door knocking. I really like it, and I, I, I like engaging with people and the follow-up uh, with regards to uh, helping to solve some problems. So uh, ran for city council myself. Uh, I'm in the, my second term with that, but I, I really don't believe in third terms for any office, for anybody. Right. I hope that doesn't come back to haunt me, but at this yeah, point right. in time, regardless <laughs> of what I would run for, 
I just don't think a third term is in the best interest of the taxpayer, and I don't think it's in the best interest of the office holder. I mean, we've seen it before locally and at state levels. People can become complacent. Mm-hmm. Uh, they begin to represent whatever government body they are on um, rather than the voter. And you get this kind of sense, I, th- I think it almost seems seems like entitlement. Now, I, gu- I guess the counter-argument to that is, well, they get to know their position and how things work or whatever. And I, But if you have a facile enough mind, these learning curves are all pretty fast. You right. Know, you can actually see the nuts and bolts of what you need to do, and politics is politics at whatever level. Um, so anyway, um, you know, we looked at, at, at a few different races, and but but I have always been drawn to that commissioner's race since I was a young man. You know, I, I've told you, and I, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I had an uncle who was a county commissioner, so that the the job description always intrigued me. Um, I had uh, another uncle. I, I had two uncles who were county com- Floyd County commissioners. Uh, let's see, one aunt, a grandmother. Who were Floyd County commissioners? Uh, they both served in roles after their their hu- husbands died in office. A grandfather and a great grandfather, I guess, who were all. So I think I'm going to be like the seventh or eighth Canable <laughs> Floyd County commissioner, but first Republican. Um, but but that speaks to why I, you know that office I think has just always had some sort of personal cachet for me, right? right kind of yeah. in the, the DNA. Uh, from a, a, a pragmatic service level, I mean, it, it allows me to broaden my base of service uh, quite a bit. I mean, the number of people since I've been in city council who have said, gee, I wish I could vote for you, but I live out in the county. And frankly, the number of people who we've helped with problems because um, nobody in particular, uh, it, from lots of different service levels, just nobody was returning phone calls or nobody mm-hmm. would show up and kind of go out and address a problem. So we've handled some county problems that way as well, kind of helping direct traffic to, to people who uh, who were in the appropriate office to help those folks. Now, you, you were there on ground zero. I mean, we had committed to, to this race. We had raised money on the race, and and then Tracy came open. And, and kind of like once that happens, <laughs> it's like a domino effect. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and you among others, uh, advised me to take a hard look at that that open congressional seat and um you know i did um but uh, it was a pretty quick look and, mm-hmm. and we said no because uh, uh various reasons really all being relatively equal number one is we had committed to the commissioner's race and for me that race was not and is not a consolation prize i'm very interested in having that position that's why i'm going to work so hard to uh, between now and november to to gain whatever opportunity we can to make sure that we win. Uh, but Jessica had also said, that, reminded me that I had promised the family that I wouldn't be out doing that sort of long-distance campaigning while we still had children in the house, and we still have, have one in the house. Right. Um, you know, it's interesting. I don't know how we would have fared. I think Aaron would have probably still come out on top of that race, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I hate to say that because I just don't know. It would, it would have been... Certainly, might have been a very race. different race. Yeah, it might have been a different race. I think I think we would have had a really good chance taking Floyd and Clark, mm-hmm. uh, and then kind of expanding from there. So, 
I don't know. We'll, we'll see what the future holds on that. Right now, I want to win the commissioner's race. I want to be the best commissioner that Floyd County, the people of Floyd County have ever had. And then as long as you do those types of jobs and good work and your health you know, holds up, then all these opportunities await down the road for us, right? Right. So, Absolutely. Well, anyway, that may be more or less than what you wanted on that. No, that was perfect. So, yeah. But uh, so where do we go from here? That's the question. That is with, the question. With, a, with a, a physical geographic separation and with you being busy with law school and with me being busy uh, uh, with those tasks that we just talked about, uh, kind of my vision for uh, Get Action is to seek out uh, exceptionally interesting guests, again, keeping eclectic or eclecticism as the, the, the buzzword of the day. We want really mm -hmm. people that are, are different so that when somebody is scrolling through their podcast list, they can say, okay, well, I'm going to listen to this episode of that because that, that subject really, really interests me. And um, so I, I kind of see this, and we, we've not discussed this prior to right now, so right. you're hearing this for the first time, but I mean, I would see us as like, oh, hey, you know what, we have an opportunity to interview so-and-so, so when you're in town, we're going to schedule that. Or um, so-and-so lives, I mean, we had a guest who was a really big-name guest who probably, who had agreed to be on the show, and we were going to go down to Orlando and and um, uh, interview him, and... We could still do that. Yeah, uh, actually, our, our, our schedule never came together. On that, right. but that would be the kind of thing. Hey, we're going to yeah. go down to Florida and we're going to uh, interview. I don't, I don't want to say his name because so anybody that you can, you can text or whatever. But anyway, right. I just I hate putting it on. But and and so that would be the kind of thing that we would do. So, however many episodes per year that ended up being, whether it's two or whether it's twenty, you know. Um, I will mention that we've always, because we've mentioned it before, we, we've always tried to get Mitch Daniels. Yeah. And uh, we got an invitation on his desk, but uh, he declined. And I, you know, more power to him. I just think that his feeling is probably if he does one of these, he's going to have to do 20 of them. So his policy was just to kind of say, and I really don't hear him as a guest on much else, so I don't feel right. slighted by it. But uh, we have been spending a lot of uh uh, tuition dollars up in West Lafayette. So uh, <laughs> if there was ever going to be some sort of quid pro quo, then that would be fantastic to get him on the show. Uh, based upon <laughs> three generations of Boilermakers uh, and uh, and now putting that money up there. But anyway, um, I mean, because you and I both, when, when we put together our wish list of people, I think he was number one on both of them. Yeah, 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 he was, yeah. And, you know, I will say too, I think we did, you know, kind of, uh, you know, knock out a lot of our our wish list that we initially we did. came up with. Yeah, you know? I would say ninety percent. Yeah. So we so it was an idea of kind of expanding that wish list and getting people of greater notoriety as we go, and not not just because people with greater notoriety are more worthy guests, but you know we're interested in, in expanding our listenership. Exactly. And so sometimes if you got <laughs> Uh, larger names, you're going to draw more attention. It's just the nature of the beast. So, yeah. Anyway, that's what well, I'm kind of looking at. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And um, you know, there there are a lot of uh, you know potential opportunities between you know here and, and Carbondale, Illinois, and you know you just kind of triangulate that up. You know, and it kind of includes St. Louis, and, yeah. Indianapolis. You know, 
Um, man, just throwing this out there. I'm I'm already planning to be down in Orlando in, in June. So, <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to be. Uh, June is very busy for me. Just uh, I've got vacations and a couple graduation parties. So anyway, it'll. I think it'll work out um, as long as we pray for continued health for that particular individual. And uh, um, anyway, so that's it. That's I think, it. I think we are uh, we are not uh, ending the show, but we are not going to be able to post with as great regularity as we did before. Right. And uh, a lot of the listeners had been clamoring for. Uh, me to interview Nick and for Nick to interview me and so we checked that off the box for them. Boom, right. did it. Yeah, there you go. Well, anything else to say at the moment? Other than just thank you all for your continued support and listening and yeah, uh, with the podcast and, and elsewhere. You yeah. Know, it's it's great. Um, yeah, definitely. And uh, so one more thing with, with you then on the, the aggregate news. Are you guys... So that was something we didn't mention. Right, yeah. That you had this kind of... Uh, uh, publication uh, and uh, electronic presence right right yeah is that going to continue or so uh, not that will not continue um, for the you know foreseeable future um, just because you know both Daniel Johnson and myself you know like we've been talking about this the whole episode we've been doing a lot we've been very right. busy so something kind you, of some things have to have suffer. to yeah. yeah and it's it stinks we but you know you look back on on what all we've been able to do and I, I think that you know it's we've done a lot of good stuff and uh, we do it again all you know yeah. all over again well now, uh, you and I both used to write for that yes and then I was writing for the news and Tribune right and um, you'd said something about possibly I've been on uh, a one-year hiatus on that. They have a, a policy that I understand. If you're if you're running for office, they don't want you to have an unfair platform. So mm-hmm. I've just been building up material, and we'll, we'll can, we, hopefully, if they'll have me back, I'll go back to writing. Um, win or lose, uh, I guess if I lose, I'll be back. At, no, either way, it'd be um, we can start writing again in November, right? Uh, for that, but so anything you can share on your end on that? yeah I, i'm very interested in writing uh for the tribune and uh i've had some kind of preliminary discussions about that with the powers that be there and so stay tuned so would that be political writing or would that be uh, it would be opinion writing satire or, uh... <laughs> it, it'll uh that's kind of part of the discussions that need to be had i'm happy to write uh wherever there's a need uh, whatever topics are needed so all right and with that, uh, you know, as we record this, this is Memorial uh, Day weekend. Um, so we're just getting into the summer of uh, 2022. And, you know, uh, I want to echo what Nick said and uh, thank everyone who's listened to this or, or contributed in one way or the other uh, or given us ideas. It has been fun. I think it will be fun in the future. And, um, you know, it's my personal hope that the world continues to open back up and that people get busier and busier and it's my hope that we get a little bit away from the social media stuff mm-hmm. I mean, my hope is that while you're listening to this podcast you are out doing things and um, yard work or, yeah. yard work uh, or on your way to uh, uh, an family campaign <laughs> yeah right to write a big check <laughs> or uh, you know but enjoying life because I'll be honest with you you know the past two years were dark for everybody and mm-hmm. so but just because that veil is lifting doesn't mean that 
that the anxiety is going to lift with it. And right. really part of this was, was, again, to echo Teddy Roosevelt as we leave, was quit sitting around stewing on things. He believed very, very strongly that uh, emotional and uh, psychological health depended on physical exertion and physical health. Yep. And so get out and do things. And uh, until we uh, are back again, uh, everyone be safe. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Get Action, uh, an original podcast by me, Al Knabel. And myself, Nick Vaughn. Again, we hope you enjoyed it. And please remember that any opinions expressed by our guests today belong to them. We welcome all opinions, uh, but those expressed by our guests do not necessarily belong to Nick and or I. So uh, thank you for joining us. We look forward to uh, uh, being with you next time.